without a fight, West Wind blows to hit in unison, without a fight, without a fight for the Caulfield Cup. Think about it! Think about it, one of the Everest. Imperatrice has got it! Ivan Buramai, the Japanese stallion bomb them, Ivan Welcome back to the lottery. Not sure what episode it is, but I'm here with the two boys that are here every week. The panelists. We'll start with the host himself, Lottie. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, Jack. I'm somewhat alive after last weekend, but we're still we've still made it back. We've, we'll still try our best to put out another episode, and that's what exactly what we're, what we're going to do. We are today, JC. You're back in the building again. How are you? Yes, very good. Very good to be back. Looking forward to uh, seeing these predictions. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how we go. I'm interested to see what. I know you you wouldn't have done any. No, I haven't done any. I haven't had a chance. I'll host from here, boys. I'll let the experts keep it up with it. But what are we going to be giving predictions for today? Well, yeah, there's not really much going on in the like we're kind of in that. We're just getting ready for the uh, autumn carnival coming up, and probably it's only I think the first group one's in about four weeks or something coming up to see a four. So we're going to go through. uh, We've narrowed it down to about the eight best group ones of the autumn carnival, or like eight of the most notable ones. And we're just going to give out our early picks right now. Like the, the fields aren't out, like a, a couple of them being confirmed for them, but still, still take everything with a grain of salt. But these are just kind of our yeah. early. Like if you want to have an early long shot or something, this is probably if you want to, if you're an early better, definitely have a go at one of these for a um, upcoming group one. Where are we starting, boys? JC, you want to kick things off? I'll kick things off. So uh, I'm going to start with the blue diamond, um, which is in about. Four or five weeks, I think. Good, um, good meeting, that one. That is a good meeting. It's always a great day. I'm going with Bodyguard. Peter, Paul Snowden, Horse, I think two-year-olds always flying for them. And really good uh, single run that's had in its career. And I think the the top two in the market were Stormboy and um, Bold Bastille. Bold Bastille, which both won't be running in the Blue Diamond. So I thought uh, Bodyguard, the second, second line of betting, looked pretty good to me. So that's what I'll be rolling with. Uh, I've gone the for uh, Moody and Coleman the Eniza, I, I believe it's I believe it's called. It's been pretty do- pretty predominant today. I think it's only it, first up run and might have, it might have placed and it had showed a bit of talent there, but didn't get the right run. Then come out against them at Caulfield once again and absolutely brained them with Damian Lane on the saddle. So it was, it was already ticked off Caulfield. It was it, the rated the win actually rated pretty well for the day. I believe like just just from pure memory, I'm pretty sure it rated pretty well. And exactly like JC said, he, he messaged me this morning and said, "If you like anything, the Blue Diamond, get, like having nearly better on one of your horses because these two top two are going to come out." So I've had a little go at Anisa already, just just to th- throw me a little two cents in there. But yeah, I reckon she's pretty good. Looks pretty well and already ticked off Caulfield. So that, 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 that that's half the challenge these days, betting Caulfield. Mm, so I'm really ha- I'm really happy to stick with Anisa for the Blue Diamond at this early point in time. This is mind blowing for me. Are you an early better? I didn't think you have been in the I'm, past. I, I'm really not. I reckon I've only done four in my whole life. Is and this I the earliest you've done it? No, nah. I reckon that I when what was it when in when incentivizers was running? I loaded up. It, it, it just won a group. It just won. Like it wasn't even. I don't know if it was a group one, but it just won a main race up in Doombin or something. And it won about like six lengths, and they're like, "This horse is going to win the Caulfield Cup or, or Melbourne Cup or something." I reckon I put. I only put like fifty bucks on it then for the Caulfield Cup, and it's paying like eight or nine bucks, and it come out and fucking won the Caulfield Cup by about eight lengths. Jesus. So, but yeah, and that other than that, the other three I've had to never, never even end up getting in the race. So <laughs> after yeah. that, I've kind of just gone away. Like, get, get, it's re- it's really worth it. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I, I really do it, but just because I was really confident on that horse, so I did it, and then the other three just have never even gotten the race. So you never know if they're going to run. Like, yeah. you, they can sit here and say, "Oh, this is what we're aiming for," but. 
plans change all the time, so you never know. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that, and like from everything I've heard, Anisa is definitely going to the Blue Diamond. Like it's still pretty good odds right now, and yeah, like JC said, so I like stuff. It may as well have a little go and see what the futures markets. Just for the punters out there, for the future markets, you do get your money refunded if it doesn't race. Is no, that correct? No, nah. all in. All, All in market, market. so if, if it really, run, there's no refund. I, I believe one of the like, I'm fucking dead, but I believe one of them they were doing a promo last year, even the year before, maybe, and they were doing it if if your horse, if you bet on your horse and it didn't get any, you get your money back, but that that's just like a promo they were doing. But like ninety, like every other betting company doesn't do it. So like that's it's high risk, high reward. You get a either get something at a massive price early, but if it doesn't yeah. make the field, so it's usually like, usually you'd be looking for something that's not. In the top of the market because uh, yeah they they can get pulled out they can get injured anything can go wrong so you never really know unless unless you think they're going to get absolutely hammered in like you you want to be trying to trying to beat everyone else to it basically love to hear it where are we going next uh, next up is the uh, new market handicap and I'm kind of going a bit of history I'm trying to do the same thing as last year I reckon the uh, Coolmore winner is going to come in and win the new market once again and I'm going for uh, osmosis to be right down the bottom of the weight and. That new mark, that um, that Coolmore win against I'm Unstoppable and the and Shinzo, like it, it rated pretty well for the day. And Beyond Baker said this thing is just unbelievable. Like I, I underestimated that day. I, I, I can every other race it had ever been in. It was even the Beanstalk one down. I just hung on for third somehow. Never forget that. But it, it's still been a good horse. And yeah, I, I kind of I, like those fillies, like fillies with a low weight. Go into this kind of new market in secret. Done it last year, and I reckon Osmosis is going to go back to back for the Coolmore Stud Stakes and New Market Double. So I'm with uh, Osmosis. I've heard you go there once, and I've seen you go there again. JC, where are you at? I'm going to go with In Secret. I'm uh, not not 100 percent sure it's going to run, but uh, with the the form lines through the spring and whatnot, I think the best the best sprinters are up in Sydney. Um, so running third or fourth in in the Everest up there, um, flying from the back. I'm looking looking forward to seeing it in the New Market if it gets there and uh, running over the top of them. Nice. Do you know, like last because it won last year. Yeah. Do you know how much? Because it, it, it was only like fifty one and a yeah, half. Yeah. It it'll was, carry a. Oh, bit. That, yeah. That, that was um that was Dean Holland, wasn't it? That was yeah. That was his yeah. like uh, that was his yeah. group one. So yeah, like he, I, I, do you know how that like the I don't know how like, I don't know yeah. I don't know how to work exactly. I know that they'll it'll definitely it'll definitely to, get a penalty. Yeah. Um, and you know the Phillies will, and Mayors always carry less than the boys, but um, yeah, I don't know I don't know how to work. Yeah. To be honest. But yeah, she'll definitely. She'll, there's no way she'll be. She'll, she'll be definitely carry more than she did last. She won't time. be down the bottom, that's yep. for sure. Uh, I got the All Star Mall next. Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm. I think this is gonna be a pretty popular picky. I'm going with the old Mister Brightside. I yeah. can't see this bloke. Ooh, I think I, it's at Caulfield this year, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Back at Caulfield for the because they've been having their renovations and everything, so they're off and gone. But best mall in the country, probably like he's going to get voted in there no matter what. It's it's honestly hard to make a case against him. Not just the middle race. Is this the main race for autumn? For Victoria, the for Victoria, it is obviously we've had the Magic Millions, which I don't think you count. Obviously, is the Autumn Carnival? For yeah, that's up there. The carnival. That's yeah. up there for Gold Coast. Probably, probably is this Vic- is this for Victoria or is it not, overall? It's it's still not really a Group One. It's still just like a slot holders race. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't call it the, it's the biggest money. It's, yeah, it's it's the biggest it's money. The, it's the biggest money, but like the race itself, like. Yeah, in terms of the class, yeah. Oh, it's it's still like it's it, the, the form through it all, all the time. But it's just not a. It's only a new race. It's just it's not a Group One. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the best. Uh, it's definitely up there. It's just for the simple prize money and the horses you get. But like, honestly, probably it would be. Yeah, it's definitely up there. <laughs> it oh, definitely I'm, would be in in Melbourne. Yeah, it'll be the 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 prime yeah mile race in Melbourne over the autumn for yeah. sure. 
Which we love. We love them all, right? Love them all. Love Speaking them all. of, yeah. Are you, are you with? I'm, I'm with Brightside. Yeah, yeah, I'm with Brightside as well. I can't. It's the best mile. I know towards the end of last prep, he sort of was getting over 2,000 of his in Cox Plate. Went very close there. But I think, yeah, early on in his prep, I'll be suiting him down to the ground. And further out in his prep, he might get a bit over a bit more ground. But, yeah, I think I think the mile be. Yeah. I, 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 I was reading the racing.com and racing.com thing from the Hayes boys and they were talking about Brightside specifically. And they've, like they said, his, they've seen his first four runs. He's going to the all first start. And then he's going to the Futurity, and then he's going to the All Star Mile, and then he's going to go to the Australian Cup. So yeah. that's all lined up, and I, he's going to be fucking pretty hard to beat in all four of them, to be honest. Yeah. If he comes back anywhere what he was last year, he'll be a force to be reckoned with. Jeez, that's a real tough stint, isn't it, for a horse? That's as good as it gets at this yeah. time of year, which we love. Where do we move to next, gentlemen? Uh, the Golden Slipper is up next in the old order for us, and this is going to be going hand in hand from like the review from last week. But oh, Storm Boy, Storm Boy. Did it easy? Oh, highest rated. I'll, I'll get to this. Like it was the highest rated two year old classic winner ever. Yep. All the Magic Millions two year old. There was the highest rated winner they've ever had. Margin speed, margin time. Like it was. It was the best win they've ever produced in this life. Hundred and five yeah. wave for age rating against. Like I think the next best was sunlight at 101. So yeah. four whole weight rate. Like that's. It doesn't seem like much, but it really is when you get into those two year olds. It's massive for them. So. Just off that, you'd be stupid to tip against it, yeah. really. And huge run, like sat, did a bit of work early, and then still just ran away from him, and they didn't get anywhere fucking near it. So, I just, I can't see it losing really. It obviously bad barriers and everything can come into it, but Stormboy's easy, the, the hot favourite. Exceptional. I'm on it too, boys. By the way, <laughs> definitely. Uh, the Australian Cup is up next uh, in in the order that we've got down, and yep. I'm going with the All Star Mile winning once again. Brightside, he'll be. Fourth up here, just coming off for three wins in a row. He'll be coming in right after this and up to 2,000. He, he knew he knocked off Romantic Warrior. He's, he's only ever go 2,000 metres last prep and every other thing didn't look suited. But 2,000 metres around Flemington, same thing as the All-Star Mile. They're just not going to be able to be. I just don't think they – and the only thing that's going to beat him is himself if he hasn't come back. You, you'll know in the first two – in the futurity in the CF4 if he's come back yeah. or not. But if he's come back anywhere near what he's used to, that, that like, they won't come near him. Well, the CEO made you back up the truck on that one. We had our <laughs> predictions last year, and I said, Mr. Brightside's going to go right. And you know what? It even exceeded my expectations yeah, for I what was, it was going to do. I, I was against him a bit of the carnival. I thought um, Fangirl was our was the best mile in Australia, but I was oh, I put my hand up and said, no, I was yeah. wrong. I'll happily admit that. I was 100% wrong. I was all over him too. Thinking, I was thinking when he went to the Cox Plate, it was going to be too far for him, and then obviously proved me wrong too. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with him in the Australia Cup as well. It was yeah. pretty boring. Had part, a good anyway. chance at the Everest as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was it the Everest? He had a really good chance out to win no, as well. No, um, he's not a sprinter. Wasn't he? Was it? No, not Brightside. <laughs> he would have. It would have been fucking. It, no, it, was, it would have been like it would, it would, it would either been been the King Charles or the um. It was the race he came second. Was it? maybe it, it was, was the, it was the King Charles and the um and the Cox Plate. No, uh, yeah, yeah, come yeah, he second. Came second to Romantic Warrior, the Cox Plate. Yeah. That's what it was. My yeah. apologies. Yes, yeah. yeah. So he, but yeah, I think like what you said, he'll have a perfect build up. He was already proven at the Cox Plate that he can do the 2,000 metres, so Australia Cup, he'll be primed and ready to go. Bang, where are we going next? Uh, Doncaster Mile is next, and I'm going with a little bit of a – it's not like, – I, I, don't, I don't know if he's going this way or not, but if he goes this way, he's going to be hard to beat. Now, it's with uh, Militarise uh, coming back from the Chris Waller camp. I reckon he's going to be getting ready to go this prep. He, like from what he did last prep coming through the grades, he's going to go all the way up. He went all the way to a Cox Plate at the end of his, at the end of his run last time, so he's going to come back here. Over a mile around the Don, like in the Doncaster, looks pretty good for me around a mile. I, I don't know what he's going to go into it. 
second, third up. I'm not too sure. But if he heads that way, he'll be mighty hard to beat for mine. Yeah, ditto. Oh, this is a super boring pod. Oh, oh, about to say, boys. What are you laughing at? I've got, got militarizers. Oh, brother, this guy <laughs> stinks. It's going to be – he was pretty unlucky last prep. Um, sat back and, and ran on well, but the race um, race style was against him there. But, yeah, I'm, I'm keen to see him get around the Doncaster Mile. I'll tell you what I'm keen to get for the next predictions, which hopefully are going to be different. Surely we've got something. I don't know if they are. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> The, the only two that are left, and I reckon, I, I think this is if he's not the same as me, he is a. No. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the TJ's mistake is next, and I'm going with the Mighty Mare and Peritrees. Nah. Oh, different. Here we go. But yeah, like she, she's going to come back. I don't know what they're going to target her at. She, but she is the current favourite for the moment, and they kind of copped a bit of slack uh, last prep and not sending her to Sydney to the um, for the the Everest. So, yeah, but I think they're going to have every gun. Like, they're going to go there. They're going to prove them that she's just as good as they say she is, and they're going to – I hope they send her there. And if she goes there, she's the best sprinter in the world, in my opinion. So, she'll be taking a power of beating. I'm against you. I'm against you. I was potting her last prep. Last prep, I think she stayed in stayed in Melbourne, avoided all the best sprinters, and they were all up, up north. And I think the best sprinter was in the Everest, and that's all I wish I win. Pretty luck, pretty unlucky not to, not to get the win in the Everest. And I think um, – will be absolutely primed. I know Moody said the only goal for I Wish I Win is to be in Sydney in October for the Everest again. But, um, yeah, they'll be tuning her up and she'll be flying. Jeez, the Everest is becoming huge, isn't yeah, it? Cool. Obviously, look, the prize value of it, but yeah. then it just adds to that as well. Obviously, yeah. the jockeys want it more. The trainers want it more. Yeah. I, I, I heard room. It was like last year. It was just rumor mill, but they were trying to get it to be a group one. But trying, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think they'll ever get away with it. Yeah, um, I don't think they'll let that fly. Yeah, but the last one on our list is the the Queen Elizabeth. And this is a, this isn't a little bad little pod take for this. Is a little impromptu question. Like, bag me out if you want. Do you reckon the the Queen Elizabeth is the Cox Plate of the Autumn Carnival? Oh. I mean, it is, I guess, in a sense, but it's. I wouldn't say it's anywhere near the Cox Plate. Though. Yeah, but it's like for the. I could see only other two thousand two thousand meters. The distance, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's. Yeah. It, it, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, and like Dubai Honor, when, like when, like it's she's world class. Like yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. like for the Autumn Carnival, like that's probably the biggest yeah. Cox Plate level race. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get you. I'm with you. Okay, that's right. it wasn't that bad of a say, but I'm going militarized to win it. <laughs> militarized again. Yeah, I'm going. Like you're, it, you're big on a couple of horses. This I mean. like, I've got a couple of yeah. like bright sides in there twice and militarized in there twice because he was competitive. Like he wasn't out. He wasn't outridden in the Cox play. He just he was, he was only three year old. Like he still had a lot to learn, and he still finished off better than like he still finished fifth or sixth or something. So it still wasn't that bad of a run. Coming back now as a four, like he would still be technically a three year old. Uh, when this is run, but like if he's just got natural improvement and if he if he comes through the Doncaster Mile like I hope he will and wins it, I reckon he's going to be pretty hard to beat over two thousand meters and will be pretty hard to beat in the QE. Well, I'm uh, taking probably the biggest ruffie I've picked, and uh, that's Kovalika. So I um, I picked her out in the spring, and plans changed about three or four times. They were taking to the Caulfield Cup, then they were taking to the Cox Plate, and then they end up sticking at a mile the whole time anyway. So I think if she gets out, gets to the 2,000 metres, I think she's a very good chance. Yeah. But it just depends what they do with her. Another horse that you've been big on as well. I like yes. how you boys have your favourites and you stick to them. Yeah. It's very good. It's yeah. I like to say it. Is that it? That wraps up the segment for yeah, the we'll, carnival? Yeah, we'll, I reckon we'll wrap that up and we'll come back with a little, just a little quick breakdown of last weekend and what went on. Is that it?
The new soundboard master has a couple of few news or is it stats this week that we're looking at before we go to Flemington? Stop it! <laughs> uh, just a little bit of like stats news, same shit. It's like it's two things from last weekend. So what I did just previously touch on before touch on, uh, Storm Boy come out and was the highest rated two like two year old Magic Millions classic winner ever, hundred and five weight for age scale rating. Uh, like and that's never. I think the second best. It, the second best was Sunlight, and I'm just trying to pull it. Up. I did have it down here somewhere. So Sunlight was the only other one with the next highest of 101.5. So it's average, like it's we've beaten with like three like three, 3.5 points, and the the ten year winning average for the Golden Slipper is 104.2. So yeah. just cut like that. That's like that's ridiculous. So like from what they've been saying, like this has only been over 1200 meters, like. Anything over like fourteen hundred to a mile was definitely still going to be good for it, but like just that, like the way the way Stormboy won that race was just like it's unheard of for a two year old. Like at that point in that prep, I, I did hear Gator. I think it was Gator talking about it, saying that some people are throwing a question mark at it because it's a new track, yeah, the Gold Coast, and they sort of they find it hard to stack it up. But yeah. I mean, to the eye, yeah, it was pretty hard to go again. Like, hard, but yeah. it, like did. Were they smashing the clock? And I don't. I don't think they were smashing the clock in many. Of the other. I don't think they. I yeah, think yeah. the King Sparta race from memory was. I think he like showed the stop, like the side by side comparisons of him and yeah. Storm Boy. And, Storm Boy would have beat him. Yeah, like yeah. only only just by much, like just by a little bit, and like just yeah. King, of King of Sparta. How was he six seven or yeah. whatever like that? Yeah. And like he's a two year old, so just goes to show how good this guy is. The other little bit of news is one that JC tipped on the weekend as well was Naval College, and he he smashed Octagonal's two thousand meter Rose Hill track record. Yep. It was like a, it was a minute and fifty one, maybe I yeah. can't really remember the exact time, but he, he smashed it. I think it was by a couple of lengths. And Naval College is like he had no weight and everything. I only had an apprentice on him, Jet Stanley, but like to smash Octagonal's record and it hasn't been done in twenty thirty odd years or something. That's just through the roof. So keep an eye on Naval College for the future. Yeah, keep an eye on it because I had a box exactly with that and touristic, and I should have had a duet because <laughs> touristic is still running to this day at the Jeez. moment. I think good, good thing I jumped off it. And the last little bit of news, it's quite, a, it's pretty little bit bigger news. But uh, WA's mayor Amelia's Jewel has the the owner has said the trainer like it's it's no hard feelings, nothing to do with you. But I wanted to go to Sydney, but like and the the trainer's all good. Simon Amelia's like, yeah, no, I, I completely understand. That's just horse, that's just horse racing. So I think she's spending the first couple of months, she's staying in WA, doing a couple of leader races, and then she's going to the Quokka. And then after that, she's getting shipped over to Sydney to find a new – a trainer hasn't been named yet or anything, so I don't know what way she's going to go or where she's going to go. But you, you'd imagine like a Chris Waller or something's fucking putting their hand up pretty quick right now to try to get a grasp of her. But yeah, absolutely. you never know who she's going to end up with. It might be someone left field because I think one of the – like the Bob Peters over there, he like – when he moved some of his horses over here, he went to that that leak junior guy, and he's a pretty yeah, he's a pretty small trainer compared small to like trainer, yeah. yeah. So if they might go to someone like we we don't know, but it's very interesting they make they've made a decision to pull her over here um, permanently. But I think it's the right decision, and you'll be following her wherever she goes. Yeah, anyway. absolutely, we will be. SC Stables, maybe we right, should be to. looking in somewhere <laughs> in Sydney. See where we can go from there. That's all right. But I think we're going to hit off, start our tips off now. We're going to start at uh, headquarters once again, back at Flem. Uh, I've got me. I'm, I'm going to go first. Like race one straight away. I've got me first. I've for the whole day of Flemington. I've only tipped one favorite. And Ooh, this is and favorite slot. Favorite slot. Favorite this slot. is it. But not today, Flemington. But this will be for the first because it's race one number two, Bermudez, best bet of the day. No steals of the price, but against this field, it should just be lengths and lengths and lengths better than them and. 
I, I, I dollar eighty five, dollar eighty five, do with it what you will, but that's not going to lose, and that's best bet of the day for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm tipping Bermuda as well. I, um, I was going to make it my best bet, and uh, Brendo at RSL was giving me a touch up about giving out a dollar eighty best bet. So I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll save your best bet for later in the day, and we'll see how we go. Love it, love it. Good feedback here on the pod of recent times, letting people know how it should be. I'll be sudden, I sort of reckon he's a flog, so I, don't, I wouldn't listen to him. <laughs> we love it. We'll move on to race two next, JC. Where where are we going here? I'm going to take Oceanic Flash each way in this race. It's a bit of a roughie. I just thought that it's got good form last prep over 10 furlongs, like over 2,000 metres and, and a bit more. Um, first, first up couple of runs have been pretty sort of short, like 1,500, 1,600 metres. Um, finally gets out to the over 2,000 metres. Good track, should get a good run, and I'm expecting a bit of improvement out of it. So I'm uh, yeah happy to take it each way. Lovely. Race two, you've got nothing here, do you, Lottie? No, I don't, my apologies. I've got nothing. So we'll move on to race three next. Yeah, I'm, I'm with the toppy here, number one, who are Havana at $8 a win and two sixty a place. Pretty predominant horse, seven career starts, three wins, three seconds. So it's always been around about the money. I only missed the top three placing once, and that was a warnable on a heavy track. So forgiving that. One first up pretty comfortably. It was only a, it was a terrain, but it was in an open class race. So I'm, it's still pretty good form. Up there, second up to twelve hundred meters, looks pretty good value. And Tom Madden sticks with, who's only had one one ride on it for a win. You get eight dollars a win for a twelve hundred meter horse. It's it's definitely the class horse in the race compared to these. So it does have a carry a little bit of um little bit of weight compared to Kiko, who's only got to carry 51, 51 kilos for with Tate Bull's claim. But good price, in, like inform horse, twelve hundred meters to shoot first time down the straight. I'll admit that, but. Again, eight dollars a find out, so I'm pretty happy to take that uh, each way at eight dollars a win and two sixty a place. Both of you have got an, a one in the next here at race four. It'd be interesting to see because you've both tipped that many the same to start here. Lottie said he's not going a favourite, so JC, where are you starting with it here at race four? I'm also not with a favourite here, but I'm with uh, number two Celestial Storm. Lottie's nodding his head. <laughs> this is embarrassing, but. I just thought I thought I looked at it, it was seven dollars fifty and like two dollars thirty a place when I looked at it. Thought it should be shorter than that. Um, first up, it had a soft wind down the straight, and Blake Shin gets on top, so I can't see why he'd want to get off it. Well, I'll break things up a little bit here. I've got Ostmas with Mark Zara on board in the one in the blue combination. If you love it, four dollars twenty, good value at this stage. I reckon it'll come in a little bit come race day. There's the CEO's first pick for the day. That's uh, David Gately's best bet of the day, Osmar. Wow. I, I great have, minds. Yeah, great minds think alike. I did read that. But, I, yeah, just love it. Also great minds think alike. And I'm also with Celestial Storm as well. Um, probably one of the best, like, it's not an overly strong race for, for a 78. And Celestial Storm only come out and won a class one first up. But, like, that, it's like the winter itself was pretty pretty dominant. Blake Shim was on. He's confident enough to stick with it. And compared to everything else in the race, you're not getting, like, 280 for Steffi Magnetica, no thanks, who's – it's it's also a dual acceptor for – Rose Hill or Eagle Farm or Queensland. So dual acceptor, still not sure what way it's going to go. But, yeah, Celestial Storm already – I don't think anything else is in here has even raced down the straight or, or won down the straight with such authority before. So Celestial Storm, uh, jockey booking, sticks with Blake Shin, obviously likes it, better price than most horses in the race. So kind of hard to steer against it at $8 in my opinion. Mm. Well, looking like my bank account for race five, I'm going to go a little deep here and I'm going to go number one, Blake Shin on board. The horse is called a little deep. Uh, paying five bucks here to start, Marin Eustace. That is another combination there, which could be interesting. Which could be the blossoming of something. But I like it early on here. 
how how are we faring here, JC? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, CEO. Woo! A little deep. I was uh, on it last start and it sat wide and, and ran on too strong at the valley. So I just think that, yeah, it's got it's got a bit of speed um, and it got the job done last start. So it only gets an extra kilo, I think, now. So I can't really get off it. Five five starts, three wins, one second, one third. Not a bad start to there. So even if you want to take it each way, it's going to be $1.75 for a place. All right, race six now, Lottie. Uh, that's not me. It must be JC. That is it is me. JC. And, my apologies. And I'm with Zamborghini, uh, who I made one of my better bets last time it went around. And As you can see by the form guy, to come third. Come third. <laughs> Good old Celine. Absolutely butchered that one. But um, she has been flying, so that was the anomaly. So we'll, we'll let her off. But uh, Benny Malum on top. Barry 11 is a bit of a question mark, but I think if you can get a good spot, yeah, I can't get off any other. It should have probably nearly won last start, so I'm taking it as a win. And if it had a win next to its name, I think it would have – Bit of a shorter price next door. Here we are on the lottery, taking wins when they're not wins, which we love. Race seven, Lottie. Where are we at? Uh, I'm, I'm not with the favourite. I think it's a deserved favourite. Three dollars looks a little bit too short for me for a pretty wide open race. So I'm going with uh, number nine, Pink Bow Tie. Each way, nine fifty win, two fifty a place. I've like it's like like look at its form. Like its last couple of races, it's been going in first, second, first. Been running behind Lunar Cat. Is it me? And Jungle Jim, who's like beat, beat Jungle Jim down down the um, at Mooney Valley last time over twelve hundred meters. Jungle Jim come out and won last time, uh, but is racing racing against it now. It's already beaten. It's probably not better off for the way it's because Tatable is claiming, but just the way she's been, Pink Bow Tie's been going. I reckon it really crunched to the line last side over that twelve hundred meters at the Valley. Don't mind them. It's only had one go at Flemington. Wasn't down the straight or anything. So forgiving that, but yeah, just. The way it's been going around, the horse has been running up against. It's already beaten Jungle Gym before, and you get nearly triple the price for it. At nine fifty, win and two fifty a place. So I'm happy, and only fifty five kilos. So I'm happy to stick with uh, number nine uh, at a little bit of each way value. JC is with uh, with the favourite in this race, Ray Ray. How do you say it? Ray, Ray Mysterio? Yeah, Ray, Ray Mysterio. Um, <laughs> was back from a let up last start, so had a, had a few weeks off and. And got the job done. Bit of a bit of a grinding win there, and I'm thinking it's it's a good winner down the straight. It's tight. I actually heard um, Matt DeCock on on the radio today say it's tightened up and he's looking fitter. So um, that gives me a bit of confidence, and I'm keen to see him get the job done. That'll be my best bet of the day. Ooh, I only need one day. stroke of the pen here. I'm going the number one yet again. So number ones are hot here today. Jungle Jim Tatum Bull on board $3.60 at the moment currently. It should be all right here, the six-year-old gelding, and I'm pretty confident it'll go okay. All right, we'll move on to race eight next. Uh, I've got uh, – I'm going for a little bit of value once again. I'm going number two, uh, Dublin Journal each way, $12 a win and three out of your place. Uh, undefeated in its last two starts, one over 2,000 metres at Caulfield, then one over 1,800 metres here at Flemington, which I was against that day. Uh, but, like, just the, win, the way he won that race last time was through the roof, had – had Professor McGonagall on board, jumps off now, but does get Mark Zara on. It's drawn out, which I think is why it's drifted a little bit, but it's a 2,000-meter race, barrier 14. Mark Zara will know what to do when like, probably like everything else in the race has just kind of been flying there, like here and about, like all going to carry somewhat relative weight, a little bit of better barriers, but just the way Dublin General has been racing, it gets a senior jockey on now, and I think Mark Zara will know how to get into the right spot, and he'll know when to push the button at the right time. So I'm happy to pretty, I'm pretty happy to take twelve dollars a win and three eighty a place for uh, Dublin Journal. The Australia Australian, I should say, the Australian Cup race day 
is next with this race? And I'll start things off here. Number nine, Slane. Got Carlin on board. 10 bucks at the moment, 3.30 if you want to take it for a place. It's a leading horse, obviously 2,000 metres, so you'll want to get to the front early with not a great barrier with such a big field, but that is my tip here, number nine, Slane. Beautiful. Who's next? Did you have anything in that one? Uh, that was the race that Lottie just did. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I didn't have anything in that race. Yeah, so. no, I thought so. Moving. Right, we're off to the ninth. Beautiful. All right, I'm taking this one away. Race nine, number 11, uh, British Columbia uh, for each way. odds. $17 a win, four forty a place. I reckon I followed this horse every single prep, every single start, last prep, and it let me down a couple of times, but Jesus knows how to put in a good run. I didn't mind that first up run over 1,400 metres at Caulfield last start behind Lance by Ruby and uh, Toronto Terrier. Sticks to benchmark 84. I kind of would have liked to see go up in distance a bit more, but I'm and it just it just kind of got too far back at that day. But six to fourteen hundred meters and get to Flemington where it's definitely going to appreciate a bigger track than getting caught stuck behind a Caulfield where it wasn't really suited here. So bigger open track, good second up record, good fourteen hundred meter record, and the and Jordan Charles has a really good association with this horse. So I'm pretty happy to take that. Bel Air looks pretty well placed with fifty seven and a half kilos, but you're getting set, you're getting more odds, better odds for British Columbia to place than Bel Air to win. So I'm pretty happy to take uh, British Columbia uh, at, a, at a little bit of value in race nine. A little bit of value. I've got it at seventeen dollars. Mm. It'd be a new favourite JC if that one gets up. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> so what have you got here for race nine? We've got, we've all got tips in the last couple of races. You started off JC. So race nine, I'm actually with Lottie. Oh, British, British Columbia. I've got what? each way. Yeah, 17 bucks. It was three wide the trip first up and just fell short. Well, not just fell short, but went backwards a little bit, but it's always going to happen when you're caught wide. So hopefully you can jump. It's always on speed. Should jump, get a good spot, just relax in the run. And for, yeah, $17 and four fifty a place or whatever, I'm happy to take it each way. Well, I might be favourites bro for this episode. I'll take Bel It's the first time I've taken a favourite in this race. $3.90, good value at this stage. Hopefully it stays around that price come race day. On to the last meeting, uh, last race meeting, I should say, at Flemington for the day. Race 10. Uh, kick things off for us, Lottie. Uh, I'm going right down the bottom to number 13, Cassini. Uh, $13 a win. Now will use a lot this yeah, week. I, t- I told you, I've, I haven't gone anything here, but I, I reckon Cassini, like, it's the formula behind a little deep, and I reckon a little deep. It's it, I didn't tip it in the race early in the day, but it's still a bloody good horse, and for that kind of race, I, I'm trusting that form here. Six foot benchmark 70. Definitely needs a thousand meters and they're going to go down the straight. It's got Carleen Heffel on. Just a, just a, like the race is pretty, it's a pretty shit race to be honest. Like this Johnny Rock, who's a favorite, I just hasn't raced since 2022. Like it was, it was racing in better opposition than, than a benchmark 70. I'll give it that. But being off for a while, there's just nothing else like Wiggins up there. Like there's just, there's a lot that I'm just not sure about. But Cassini, good thousand meter horse in form. Like the former round has been stacking up and you're getting. $13 a win and three sixty a play. So that's absolutely where my money's going in the last. Well, my money's going exactly. You just danced across it there. Chief Wiggum I'll be getting on here. Damien Laid on board in the last. It's had a seven-week layoff, so it'd be interesting to see how it can come from here. But I reckon at $6.50, it's pretty juicy to end the day at Flemington. I'm in the same boat as you, CEO. Wiggums. The last, last run I had down the straight beat Barber by a length and a half and did it absolutely easy. So I reckon um, it's super value at the moment. Yeah, I, I think it is super value. You can get it each way. Yeah, good mate Corker tipped it on that day that it won. Yeah. So I was, I was nearly not going to pick it, but um, I've probably just cursed him. But anyway, <laughs> hopefully he gets over the line for us in the last. All righty. We'll go to a break and then we'll get into Rose Hill.
We're jetting up to Sydney now and at race. Lottie's got a fair few races here. He's got five compared to JC's three. So we'll start with you, Lottie, all the way to race three. Yeah, so favourite slot was a bit uh, a bit skewered at uh, Flemington, but he's well and truly back for uh, the Rose Hill program. And he's starting off with race three, number eight, gently rolled uh, for, for J-Mac and Bryce Hayes. It's been pretty... It's been putting some pretty good runs in Newcastle. Like I, I reckon, I was just glancing over the form guide and seeing those couple of runs. Like they rated, like I went back to the ratings and the ratings and everything looked to be going pretty well. Steps up now to a benchmark seventy two. First up after a while, twelve hundred meters should suit. Good draw, J Mac on, and, and it looks like it's everything's going right for it. And bit of a like just everything else in the race just doesn't really scream like anything's going to really fire from where it is. A lot of them are first up or second up now. And I don't really have the first, like best first or second up stats, so I'm pretty happy to stick with uh, the favourite in here and hopefully J-Mac can do what he does and get it over the line for us. We'll roll straight through now to race six, and we've all got one in this race. We'll start with you, though, JC. Race six, I'm with first light, Tommy Berry for Chris Waller. One-two on the trot. Comes back a, a little bit in class, not really. Same class, but up to 2,400 metres. I mean, sorry, sticks at 2,400 metres. Should be should be right in the slot. Barrier six usually sits about two or three pairs back, so should sit sit one out and have, hopefully get a good run and then just peel out over the top of them. Well, I'm hoping the weather's like this on the weekend. I'm going to take number seven, California Grass, $6.50 to win. Brock Ryan, I don't know much about him as a jockey. Do you have much intel on him yourselves? I, yeah, not, not, not too really, much. No. Um, I, I know like he's, he's obviously not a well-known jockey, but he's, I, I, he, he rode um, – oh, it was this weekend's winner. Not, yeah, he rides this weekend's winner. But he, it, 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 might have been, it might have been like the Kosciuszko or one of those races or oh, – um and I can't remember. I can I can the silks are in my head. I just it was like it wasn't Arc to Doe, but it was one of those horses where those silks. Um, and it was like one of his first ever major wins when that one. It was. I'm, it might have actually been the Kosciuszko a couple of years ago. So he does get around a little bit. Um, but yeah. So I I don't really know too much about him. But he's still riding in Sydney, so he can't be can't be too big of a slouch. Uh, but speaking of my tip, I'm just me and JC hook line singer today. I'm with I'm with first light as well. Uh, I reckon two starts ago, I was pretty. I, I was against it when I won at Warwick Farm, and then came out again at Ramaker at twenty four hundred meters, and I was like, oh, I don't know, like that. I was like, oh, I'll just put like just a little saver on it, and it it won by like nearly three lengths. So I was like, okay, this horse is good. I need to stop sacking it. Six dollars a win, two dollars fifteen a place in a nine in a ten horse field. Definitely could sneak into a placing uh, at two fifteen, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna have a little saver on the. On the the win at six dollars, and the, the way it's been going, its last couple of races, you can't really put a foot wrong. So I'm pretty happy to stick with yeah, fifth, uh, number two, first slide in race six. We'll roll straight through to race seven. You're the only one with a tip in here. Just kidding, I've got one as well. Shandon benchmark eighty eight. I've actually gone Exceladus in this race. Sam Clipperton yeah. on board. Knock me bucks. out of knock me out of a fucking quarter. Fucking yeah. two three weeks ago, the bu- I, I I would have cleaned up after that too, but it didn't. So next question. Anyway, I think with Sam Cliverton on board, he'll get the chockies here and will probably be a midfield horse. I, I watched a little bit of its uh, last run, actually, and likes to come home hard at the end. So four bucks, get on it there. What have, what have you got? I, I think my missus told me the same thing last night, actually. Um, I'm with the second favourite here, Powerful Peg. I like that, that first up, that first up run behind Contemporary, I, I had them both in the quarter and I needed Powerful Peg to get up. To secure a massive payday, but it didn't. But powerful Peg still was coming home like a freight train. I reckon it's going to be suited. He's second up, six up now to fourteen hundred meters. Looks perfect from the distance. Three starts, two wins in a second. 
Uh, Dylan Gibbons sticks with, and uh, just natural improvement. Benchmark eighty eight, up, up, up now in grade. So, but just looks perfect for me, and I'm pretty happy to stick. It's not the fa- it's only it, it probably might start favourite on the day, just with, with the way the market's been nothing right now. But for right now, I'm pretty happy to take a powerful peg. Where are we going here for the Bisley work? Where benchmark seventy eight, JC. I'm going with uh, J Mac on number seven built for Chris Waller. Good win last start with J Mac on top. Start before it ran second with Tommy Berry. So I think J Mac might be a crucial part of that equation. Um, steps up in grade to the next grade up. So length and a half winner last start should get a good spot from barrier three and four dollars forty. I'll take that for the win. I do not want to hear you say built come out of your mouth right No, now. it's not. I'll give you that. This is the only like when a little bit of a value I've taken in uh, Rosie when it's number five, Tara Shock. Uh, $12 a win, two ninety a place. Like the only reason I'm going because that win last start at Canterbury, you know, I, I like back on horses who have just had like a, a good win or got a good run in the last couple of races. And it's come second at Canterbury by 0.1 of a length. Uh, in a 72, then it went to a 78 and just knocked, was behind Miracle Spin and Louisville, who Miracle Spin ran down in Flemington last week and Louisville actually won at Rose Hill last weekend as well. Then beat uh, Glutane or something in a benchmark 72 there with 60 kgs. Up in grade now, but drops a little bit of weight and like the form around it, that win last start, it should appreciate the step up in distance and $12 a win and two ninety a place looks, looks far better value than... Uh, two eighty a win for the favourite, so I'm st- I'm happy to stick with uh, number five Tara Shock. All right, moving on to race nine next. Lottie, that's you, baby. No, it's not me. Oh, you don't have one no, for race nine. I've got I've got I got ten, and then that's it. That's me done for the day. Rightio, let's move on to the last race then. Lucky last favourite in the last Centerstone, J Mac Chris Waller. That win first up at Eagle Farm through the roof in a seventy eight. Went to Doombin, just got caught. Just never really got into the race in a 75 and only got slouched by um, Midnight of Tokyo, who's come out and won like it's three or four in the row. So that's no slouch at the moment. Third up, two goes third up for a win in a second, undefeated over 1,500 metres now and just those two other runs. This this race right now looks perfect for it. Well placed by Waller and, yeah, compared to everything else in the race, just don't think anything else is really going to be able to handle the the, the former class of Joe Mac and Waller and the Doom and Carnival. So I'm, I'm sticking with uh, the favourite in the last. Right, AJ, say, bring us home. I've actually got two in the last, so uh, and neither of them are the favourites. So um, the first oh, is Give Me Joy. I think it will um, should be the only horse, really, that will want the lead. So I'm just banking on if it gets a soft lead, it should get a good run in transit and hopefully give a kick off a turn. But the uh, other horse I'm going to put in as a each way bet is Piney, last number nine, $11, $12-ish. Um Ran third in Group Three last start behind Lefax or however you say it, but it um yeah finished off pretty well. It was a nose off second, Black Fart, <laughs> Black Mart, <laughs> but um a nose off second. So I think third up coming to this caliber of race out of Group Three, it should be uh, right in the finish. Brilliant! Can't wait to see the tip sheets come out and see how many we green ticks we can get next to it, boys. Another good episode. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, mate. Thanks, having Thanks, us. Sammy.